jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay Lords of Darkness! Woohoo! It's a witchy Wednesday. That's why all coven meetings start with uh, woohoo! <laughs> when shall we three meet again? Like and subscribe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're like, it's a witchy Wednesday, baby, and now this is pod racing. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Pod racing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. We're off to a good start. It's 37 <laughs> seconds in. And we're off to a good start. And I here I thought after like the last, especially the Wicker Man episode, oh, I was yeah. like, you know what? When we do the witch, we'll have stuff to say because it's not like a zany movie. And I just imagine that like it'll be a little more uh smart. <laughs> smart smart one of our academic episodes yeah you know you know so and here we are here we are already uh doubting our very existence <laughs> yeah pretty much i love. you know i love a witchy wednesday um because i love witches i mean i just can never i will never get over my obsession with witches no why would you I, I mean, unless I was a horrible, boring person, and all I had to do was... Uh, uh, if you were like real <laughs> horror fans, like slasher movies. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything against... Slasher movies are how I got my start in the incredible, glamorous world of horror blogging. Slashers were my window. All this could be yours. All this could be yours. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, slashers hmm. were the patient zero for me, really. You know, it's like slashers yeah. and zombie movies. Were... Slashers and zombies, they were my earliest loves. Yeah, you know. yeah, same. But, you know, while I haven't aged in human years, uh, I feel like... Thanks to that like, painting you have. Thanks to that painting and my nightly bath. <laughs> Of blood. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm glad you yeah, clarified yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just like Epsom salts or a Vormag treated no, no, water. No, no, no. No, no. First, okay. I take a regular shower because you don't want to sit in a bathtub full of your own filth. So first, I take a regular shower to clean uh-huh. away like my day's worries. And then I fill the tub with blood. And <laughs> yeah. I, I have a nice, nice soak. So, uh, gun. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's our first sponsored ad right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it keeps, then me, I, it keeps me young. I fill my bathtub with blood, Calgon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so my taste, yeah. my my tastes in horror have evolved, and just like for the last hundred years or so, witches have just been it, baby. Witches and the supernatural. Oh. 
nothing just nothing gets my goat more. It just makes me so happy. My goat, my literal goat, my literal <laughs> satanic goat, <laughs> of which of which there are a uh, legion in these yeah. films. Um, yeah. God, I love a goat. I went to the okay. I was so upset yesterday. I was just some like film programmer drama. So I was just like complaining and complaining and complaining to Jason as we leave Trader Joe's, which you all know <laughs> Trader Joe's is. I went to Trader Joe's yesterday too. Maybe this was you sending me a psychic message to cheer me up at yeah. Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is like, I mean, it's like that scene in it's Wonder It's a nightmare. Woman. Yeah, yeah, where she's like this, I I am no man or whatever. She goes to the no man's land. Oh, wait, that's Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Well, anyway, when she goes to the no man's land, that's Trader Joe's. Like, yeah. you know, it's just blimps like hindenburg is exploding children are why do they give children the tiny carts i don't know i just have to fight through a crowd of like upper middle class women who are asking the children what they should have for dinner and i'm like can i just get to the persian cucumbers please Thank you. Do you. Yeah. Do you think little Chelsea really cares whether you're having the gluten rolls or the soy crisps? I don't yeah, think so. Don't ask Apple what kind of fucking cereal. <laughs> like, just give Apple breakfast and tell Apple, Apple to eat it or not. Let's consciously choose our flavor <laughs> profile today, Apple. I hate Trader Joe's. Everything is too small. It makes me feel like a giantess. Like it the is par- small. The parking lot is tiny. The aisles are tiny. It's always so crowded no matter what time of day. It's just a nightmare. And do we know for sure that it's not a cult? I'm not convinced it's not a cult. It could be. And why do they talk to you so much at checkout? I'm like, don't it- smile at me. <laughs> Silence is fine. Silence is fine, man. We don't need to fill the air with every possible thought or question about our day or our weekend or the the weather or the amount of children crashing carts into me. No, because I have a problem when I'm feeling cheeky if a cashier says, how's your day been? I can't just say, fine, how was yours? (laughs) This is, you do have a diagnosed (laughs) I do. I do. I'm in the DS. ASMR four or whatever that. <laughs> yeah, it just consists of people <laughs> eating pickles and, and whispering into microphone. Yeah. yeah, so you know, then I'm like, well, now I have to be funny. It's and true. So I try, and it doesn't always work. And I'm like, can I just go take my Persian cucumbers and go home? <laughs> I don't even need to pay. Just let me leave. Just let me go, please. <laughs> So I'm I'm there in the Trader Joe's, as we've described, it is hell on earth and not in like the cool satanic, like hail Satan way, <laughs> right? Like there's no, there's no signing the devil's book. There's no dancing naked around the, the <laughs> Sabbath flame. It's just me complaining, complaining to Jason about how <laughs> terrible life is, how annoyed I am by everything. And if I have to answer one more goddamn email, and then Jason's like, wow, you were really upset that you just walked right past the goats. And I was like, what fucking goats are you talking about? And then I look, (laughs) and there's these two perfect baby angel goats just hanging out right in front of the door. Why? I don't know, Stacey, but then one started to mount the other one. Oh, no. Oh my god, it was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the thing happens where like the children show up and they're like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just living. So 
I like to think that, you know, Satan and witches, witches abound, looked down on me, and you, Psychic Link Connection, you know, sent me those goats to help me get through the <laughs> So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but I mean, so many episodes in, I think that our telekinetic connection is really starting to solidify. And yeah. manifest with uh, the material displacement and replacement of, of mammals and... Yeah. And other, and you know, shopping experiences. Yeah. Yep. People yeah. don't understand. Podcasting is a um, uh, one of the more um, obscure alchemical sciences. Yeah. it's. I've heard it referred to as a tantric experience. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Well, I'm glad I have my diaper on. All diped up and ready to podcast. Yeah, diped up. I'm diped up and ready to talk about some witches. Oh my god! You know what? I watched The Witch last night for this oh. show, and I was just so happy. I, oh, that movie. I watched it two nights ago. Um, arguably for this show, uh, maybe just for fun and pleasure, because that movie is. Is it the most perfect movie ever made? <laughs> I mean, one might say that was maybe Suspiria or is Suspiria, but I think I don't I just love that movie. I it's I think it's absolutely a masterpiece. 100%. And how funny like Eggers has done nothing else. <laughs> Even if he never did I mean, I saw the 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 picture they released from the lighthouse. And I was like, "Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme!" I can't wait for it. like yeah. just, from, just from a picture. Um, but even if he only ever made the witch, like, what a way to do it, you know? It's just, it, I mean, it truly is masterful. Um, yeah, gorgeous, haunting. Uh, if you have any interest in folklore or just like spooky things, spooky, scary, <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just makes me so happy. It really does. And it still kind of scares me. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, it's just kind of, I've talked about it a little bit before on this show, but I, and this movie just reinforces it, is that I have come to realize I have a real deep and abiding fear of the woods. Oh, it's terrifying. The woods are horrifying. It, they're horrifying. And just those long shots of the woods... Where nothing, you know, a purport like nothing happens. It's just a scenery shot of the woods, and the music is scary, and you can't see what's going on because it's always dark in the woods, no matter what time of day it is. I it just really chills me right to me old bones. Right to me bone, governor. I right don't... to me old bones. <laughs> I don't like it. So I mean, and you're from the horrifying land of Connecticut, right? Yeah, and so like, you know, a few episodes ago where I mentioned Devil's Hop Yard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That state park. I was doing a little research after that, and I found a website that lists, like, Connecticut. I know, like I said, Massachusetts, obviously Salem, has the scary reputation. Connecticut was all in on this shit. It's not just Devil's Hop Yard. There's, like, 50 places in Connecticut. That are They're... named after, like, devil stuff. There's literally <laughs> Satan's kingdom. Oh my god, I want to go there! <laughs> there's Hellhole, there's Devil's Hop Yard, there's the Devil's Den, there's Devil's Backbone, there's Devil's Kitchen. It's just, like, Connecticut is, like, superstition wonderland. 
wow, come on down to Lucifer's Testicles <laughs> National Park. <laughs> yeah, they're all like public areas now. It's crazy. I love, yeah, because like, I guess, I mean, when you're growing up with that history there and like, as, I guess, as the, the state and the culture there is developing um, through over the last centuries, uh, it, you're gonna have all that creepy history factor into your landmarks like in in oregon i mean we just have the devil's punch bowl and then we have devil's (laughs) we have devil's lake both of those are out at the coast and devil's lake was so named because there was a group of natives that were um canoeing out across the lake and then like a tentacled beast pulled the canoe under oh and ate them yeah um or at least that's the traditional story but um that's like all we have that we don't have like Black Alice's Satanic Playground National Monument. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, by the time Oregon was found, it's like, I mean, we are Puritan country, you know? Yeah. So as a child, like growing up with these places around and like playing in the woods, like the little Nell I was and still am, you know. Just a a tay and a win. I was just a tay and a win. And I, (laughs) I... I was worried, Chickabay, because the woods are <laughs> fucking scary. Yeah. So the witch is like a big nightmare for me. Yeah, it's I. The woods are very upsetting to me. I mean, um, on the one hand, there's like the mists of Avalon, like oh, the nature, beautiful. Uh, uh, um, what's her name <laughs> from Mists of Avalon? Juliana Margulies, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, ethereal, natural, mother goddess beauty. Uh, there's that whole thing about about the woods. But then when I think of the woods, like, I mean, one, Ellie Kedward of Blair Witch Project. I've mentioned this before. She ruined them forever for me. Yeah. But even before that, in Oregon, we have Bigfoot. And that's like, I mean, a tribal traditional belief uh, that was also then appropriated by larger culture. Um so that's like something that like I grew up with my brothers telling me about listening to Bigfoot scream in the woods behind their house on the reservation. <laughs> and that was like, no, thank you. So I'll, and then anytime, like if you've gone camping in the woods and there's no moon out, it's just like, what, you just hear things. Everything yeah. is going to kill you. Yeah. And, and this movie, that's what I love is like, it opens with them being banished from the, the settlement. Yeah, when you're too Puritan for the Puritans. Right? And that's like, that's what I love is, like, this sense of the unknown that they go into. Like, they are, li- like, I, I even was like, holy shit, they are literally leaving society. When even they're leaving the settlement and you see the wall, like, the gate closing and even the natives are in there. Like, they're not even outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, They. I just kept thinking, like, how scared they must have been. And I think the father's worry really translates throughout the whole film of like this entire family can die very easily. Like they have very few supplies they brought with them there. If he can't get the crops to grow, they have no livestock really like edible livestock, maybe the goats, but they have nothing that's going to sustain them for, you know, they couldn't even, they were worried about making it through the winter, their first winter. Yeah, and it's like there's not a lot of meat on those satanic little fairy children they have. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like how that. dark it must have been. Oh, which is like no, uh, no light pollution. Yeah, at all. 
Yeah, which like for an Instagram influencer, like maybe that's great. But like when you're trapped in <laughs> in whatever what sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, like early sixteen hundred. I mean, I assume that they're getting kicked out of Plymouth Plantation. Yeah. So it was probably, and they had just come over. So it was probably like 1620, 1630. Oh, yeah. Cause they're talking about like, oh, remember our glass windows in England? It's such a hardy gardy. <laughs> like, yeah. That- so like early 17th century. Yeah. And all you have are like, what, your fucking scary ass Puritan Jesus stories and then uh, candlelight Bible and then uh, uh, all these horrifying myths of the witch and the devil is always going to get you and fire and brimstone. That's all that's like culturally all you have. <laughs> yeah. Like at that time period, reality and the supernatural coexisted, man. This is the thing that scares me, that like actually scared me the most about this movie. Like on this rewatch is I was just like, could you imagine growing up at that time or like being like, if you, if you were part, if you were like um, Thomason, right. What the fuck would that be? How horrifying would that be? And you wouldn't even know it. Like, right. There's no internet. There's no like counterculture. Like I came into my own with like the glory days of AOL and being able to like meet and chat with people from like all over the world that had, that I later discovered like were sharing many of the same identity markers that I have. Yeah. And like, that's how I came to understand myself as like a queer person and, 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 and so many other things. Um, but like if you were just you're just stuck in this this is your lot in life and you get it and you're just stuck there forever. <laughs> like Yeah, no hope of anything else. No, and you're just like you're gonna you you're gonna be dumb, you're gonna be superstitious, you're gonna be uh, there's just no hope for you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's what I think the movie was criticized when it came out because people are like you can't have it like the witch wants it both ways that it wants to say the witches were real but also it was a family of religious fanatics like you can't have it both ways but i don't think it is having it both ways because yeah they're fanatical in their beliefs but it literally was their reality like the supernatural was a part of the everyday life and i mean obviously it says it right at the beginning it's a folk tale yeah so yeah and there's there's no there's no question that that this is their world Um, right yeah the witch is real uh that's why it's such a it's such a anytime thomason is accused by the little fairy sprite shits or by the dad or by you know (laughs) yeah it's a big deal because it's that's just something that like you can't even argue with because it's it's uh such a condition of their reality like you said yeah yeah and the real monster i mean obviously the witch is a monster like i mean would I go join the Naked Woods book club? Yes. yes. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't you? Like, they're having a grand old time. And what was Thomason's lot in life going to be? Given away to another family? Oh, yeah, yeah. If she, was if she be, survived. She was going to be farmed out if she wasn't hanged. Yeah, yeah. So why the fuck not? However, they do, like, you know, make their flying magic paste out of babies <laughs> and the such like you know it's it's morally uh questionable i guess i would say no i would say it's <laughs> a gray area yeah it's a gray area for sure because uh, what's 
what's better serving the patriarchy and letting this bullshit just continue <laughs> along with along with manifest destiny and western expanse and genocide and slavery and all these in- inevitable conditions or joining book club chopping up some foreskin killing some babies and getting high man by the fire <laughs> put on some lana del rey bitch like. <laughs> this is true but the like the the big monster i think in this is god oh yeah yeah Himself. absolutely yeah you know. this is this it's it's it is fascinating like this the, that idea of um the witch wants to have it both ways um and and that that whole uh, like gods and and religions place in this because this film is kind of um it's a little bit of a, uh, an anachronism at the same time while being so historically appearing to be so historically accurate because it's ultimately like a very feminist story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, the ending is, and just even with the witch depicted the, in, in a really classical way of the classical satanic witch, um, yes. it still comes out so uh, uplifting and feminist it really does it's that ending the ending in the woods is just kind of astonishing like that kind of ending doesn't even though we've talked about like the witch winning usually we mean that in terms of like well the witch would have killed thomason as well yes you know if this was superstition she would have a saw blade flying through her (laughs) yeah but to have that ending where she just like get like, attains total freedom, freedom yeah. from clothes, freedom from gravity, freedom, freedom to from the eat patriarchy, butter. freedom yeah. to eat butter and wear a pretty dress. You yeah, know? she just want homegirl wants to see the world. She wants to taste butter. She wants a pretty dress. Right? Who Is that too much? And that's what I loved watching this. Um, because I actually, I cannot remember if I had seen this after I saw it in the theaters, but I really feel like this was only my second viewing. Uh, wow. It's, I'm, I know, I'm shocked, but um, I, it was nuts because I remembered the movie so vividly, and I don't remember a lot of things at all. I mean, yeah, yeah. I am a walking cannabis leaf, so like I, <laughs> I, I had, I have no memory of most things that I have seen this week already. <laughs> but the witch i think because i was just so blown away by what i was seeing in the theater and by the story beats and by ultimately that that ending which to me felt like a twist just because i thought she was gonna be murdered yeah um, and then i get the happiest ending i've ever seen in a movie theater like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just beaming and i remembered the movie so vividly but watching it a second time it was just so fulfilling like even seeing um like when the film opens in thomason or when they get to the farm and thomason is confessing her sins and like praying and she's her sins when she's listing them off she's saying that she followed the desires of my own will and not the holy spirits mm-hmm. and it, and it's just like ultimately the film is about her realizing it's okay to do that to have a will like yeah, to, yep. to have agency there's that word my favorite word like it's so it's so nice it really is <laughs> that, i mean even with the rough journey to get there it's just it's such a release um yeah and oh it's just like a i'm just in like beaming right now thinking about it. it's like a it's like a hug <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think people were you know if i think they looked at it as 
Because we look at the family as fanatics through our modern eyes where yes. we feel like we know better. Yeah. You know, even though people are like, well, I can't take off my blue T-shirt during the World Series because when <laughs> I take off my blue T-shirt, the Red Sox are going to lose. You know, it's like people fucking still do shit like that and pretend that's oh. totally fine. You yeah. Know? And so looking at the family through our modern eyeballs it's like okay so is the witch then exonerating all of the people in salem who hanged all of those women you know mm-hmm. all of those people i mean fucking dogs were executed yeah for, for witchcraft you know as they should be as they should have been speaking of <laughs> which i mean salem was 1692 but just another shout out to my home state we were executing witches way before that so <laughs> <laughs> put You're, that on a t-shirt connecticut the, the og witch hunters yeah the og witch hunters but you know i mean so i think that they were looking at it as like are are you exonerating what happened in salem by saying mm-hmm. that this family had a valid viewpoint i don't think so i mean i still think god is the big bad guy because these were like hardcore puritan fucking calvinists yeah. And so I think it's really evident when after the baby disappears and Caleb and the father go out into the woods and Caleb is worried that the baby is burning in hell and the dad's like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like that whole predestination thing of like, you're born and you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell and only God knows and you can never know. All you can do is read the Bible and like, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So God is like, you know, I don't know, fucking Cthulhu or something, <laughs> like sitting in silent judgment of people. Yeah, like just God collecting totally souls. Sil- just collecting souls one way or the other. Well, and that's that's what's I mean, that's there's a whole interesting exploration, I think, that we can have of like satanic feminism here where it's like there's uh, there's like the kind of Abrahamic or or god idea where it's like you you sell you basically swear your soul to god and just do everything according to god's will whereas the the satanic version of it like with black philip and in this film it's like you sign your name in the book he gets your soul but you get total freedom right and uh and it's it's really it he's this satan is more of a liberator than anything because he's he's opposed to the patriarchal order even though it's a satan's a man or arguably male um it's it's freedom to enjoy the world because he's the prince of the earth uh and it versus like living in denial of the of the earth and and in denial of the world and a base human nature like hoping for something better once you die it just seems like such a cruel god i mean it is like what a hard life and what a cruel god to be like yeah our baby could be burning in hell well, because I mean, you know, it's a baby, so you think to yourself, "What did the fucking baby do?" And then the baby and Caleb do come back, and it's like, "Are they? It, is that true? Like, are they demons? Mm-hmm. Are they manifestations from the witch, or are they actually demons?" Yeah. And they were right all along, and children are burning in hell for because that's what God wanted. And you know, I think it's fine. I think if you're if people are like, "Oh, well, this is this is." Uh this is operating in the opposite end of how the filmmaker intended. I'm like, I think that's fine because I will happily join the Legion of the devil with it. If this, if this is what it looks like, <laughs> like right? <laughs> I'm here yeah. for it. Well, and, <laughs> and even watching, um, 
the watching this this on this viewing like it was so interesting to me how the first time I saw it, you know, I was like, oh, look at these podunk ramshackle Puritans <laughs> with their wacky <laughs> yeah. beliefs. But this time I'm like, this is this is not different from the world we live in today. No. You know, like like trans kids are still killing themselves over the horrible things that's been conditioned into Christian people and straight people, you know, like yeah. it's we still live in a horrifying, oppressive society based around Christianity. Like this comes up anytime I like, especially with this. um uh, political like with the presidency and the race for the presidency coming up like it's so fascinating to me anybody any politician champions god or like their christian beliefs i'm like what is this the dark ages like why, yeah why are we bringing that into this there's no and i'm like oh right because over half the country are still podunk ramshackle puritans <laughs> yeah i mean it feels when you think about salem and what happened it doesn't feel like that could never happen again no, it's not. No, and it, you I mean, know, like, arguably, it, was, it happens like, every day on social media. Like, it's yeah, not- <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a while ago, and you'd like to think we've evolved from that, but we, I, you know, it feels like it wouldn't take much. Yeah, I mean, we have what we've evolved technologically, but ultimately, we are the same shitty people that we were ten thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. And it's just evolved from, like, straight-up Puritanism to, like, this modern evangelical bullshit. And it's like... Yeah, no, it's capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. It's capitalism. It's capitalism, mm. man! Yeah, turn on, you, man! Turn off, dial in, switch on. <laughs> Read some Tim Leary, man! Yeah! Yeah! Turn on and drop out! Yeah, no, that's the quote I couldn't remember because that's yeah. lighting my doobie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this movie! I think it's I just it's it just really still scares me, even though it has such an uplifting ending for me, and I oh. love it so much. Like I still get scared. The barn scene. The witch is fucking terrifying. Oh my god i love her (laughs) (laughs) i well let me tell you like when this movie was coming out i was so excited because everything i was seeing looked perfect right i could it's like it's like when i saw the trailer for suspiria i like felt my uh, mitochondrial dna quivering and like playing the lords of salem music and being activated (laughs) like like my 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 t-cells were like sister (laughs) so Witch, I, witch, witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could like, I could feel the goblin coming up out of me. And then <laughs> I knew it was going to be a good time, but I was so nervous because I was like, just like, you know, and that's part of the relief for me and the release of, of getting to the ending of the film and being like, oh my God, they didn't kill Thomason. She yeah. wasn't hanged. Um, but my, my big fear or worry leading up to the film was that there wasn't going to be a witch that it was just right. going to be in their heads, you know? So like when Jason and I were sitting there in the theater, it's like me, Jason, and my friend Pepper were sitting there in the theater. And then like, I was like, Oh no, they're talking all old style. And now we're, Oh God, now I don't know where this is going to go. And then the second scene, a fucking brutal ass hag steals a baby, kills it and t- makes flying ointment. Yeah. And then rides into the moon. I was like, yeah. sisters! <laughs> yeah, the fact that the witch is real. Like, they're She's afraid real. that there's some... Like, that to me is a... Like, it just fucking gets me. Because that was always... the Growing up around the woods, that was the urban legend. There's crazy people living in the woods. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like that's always the thing. Like you would just be scared every time you were in the woods because there were crazy people who lived out there. And just the idea of that actually being true and them coming out of the woods and going to where you are and you can't see them. Yeah. That's so scary. The fact and that so great uh, that it's not a hallucination. You know? Well, the fact that she is there and that the filmmakers take her seriously and that she is terrifying, but that she's also a viable option and alternative to this life. Like, yeah, I just cannot. I will. I will love Robert Eggers forever for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought they were going to make a case because with the rotten corn, like when the corn goes mm. bad and it's all black yeah. i was like oh they could go with the like ergot yeah, yeah 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 you know i thought maybe they were gonna do that yeah and i suppose they you still could and if you could wanted be- to if you wanted to be that kind of person who's like no man it's all a, it's a crossover <laughs> with the friends universe and like this is <laughs> all a dream yeah phoebe had a dream because <laughs> they ate that bad corn you know, like you still could have that interpretation if you wanted to be really dull. Yeah, and there's like there's there's elements of that, like maybe that's why Jonas and Mercy, the weird little sprightly Puritan children, who literally like it's like they are Puritan, like full grown adult people that they just took a shrink ray to and yes! put really clothes. They're so fucking creepy. They uh, are. They're so weird. And I guess it's the clothes. Like I can't figure it out. But I think it's the clothes because it it reminds me of Madonna's Human Nature video. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's like dancing around that chair in the Human Nature video, and then at one shot in the video, the chair is suddenly very tiny, but it's the exact same chair. And I, I was always like, "What's with Madonna's shrink ray?" But Madonna took that shrink ray and she used it on those fucking little ass Puritans and made yeah. little Puritans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like an argument for, it could be argued that like, maybe that's why they're like that and singing their weird ass fucking creepy death metal songs. And like, that's maybe what's going on with Caleb and why he like falls ill and you know. Yeah. But th- thank God that it's, it just isn't. Yeah. It's go- it. <laughs> It's magic it. is real. The fucking demon woman in the woods, the witch of the woods is real. And it's mm-hmm. and she's got friends. She's got friends. She has a whole <laughs> bunch of sisters. Yeah. And she's got she's got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not afraid to use them. No, that's right. That's right. God, God, yeah. I, love her. I always I thought the first like couple times I saw this movie, I thought Jonah and Mercy, the two demon children. Yeah. Cuz cuz they are just I I this viewing I came to love them Me too. for their Me for their too. awfulness. I hated uh, them the first time because yeah. like sort of that uncanny valley shrink ray thing but also cuz they're like they're like Salem witch trial light. Yeah. When they're, they're like, like the shrink around. ray the shrink ray thing and they won't shut up when they're told to shut up and they're just yeah. loud and obnoxious and but the the when they're Salem witch trial light I felt like I wondered if they were faking. I've always wondered if they were faking to point the finger at Thomason. Oh, I absolutely thought they were faking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it was funny because this viewing I um I, I just like you said, I kind of fell in love with them because in the same way that I really listened to Thomason's confession about how you know, she ultimately, she, and she was setting up the path that she would take in the movie of following her own will. Um, every single thing that Jonas and Mercy say are tr- is true. 
Mm-hmm. Eat, like when they're just rambling about the Sabbath and Black Phillip, King of the Earth, and all this shit. And, and it, I was just like, what the fuck is with these kids the first time? The second time, I'm like, they're kind of um, like soothsayers. Like they. Yeah. Everything they say becomes true. Just like when Thomason tries to scare them and you know she takes back the words that the kids are saying and she says it herself like i be the witch of the woods and she's terrifying the little kids which is one of my favorite parts of the movie (laughs) um everything she says in that sequence ultimately will become true Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so not but i'm like what is up why do those kids have a direct line to the devil why are they why are they like familiars for black philip like Maybe just because they're young. I mean, they Salem, there were children that age who were executed for witchcraft. Yeah. You know? Well, were, once like... again, like the dogs, like they should be. <laughs> yeah. We've so, all been I to mean... Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I'll teach you not to give me those Persian cucumbers. Um, <laughs> who took a shrink ray to your, your shopping cart? <laughs> <laughs> like, so maybe in this world where it's all reality, maybe they're just more susceptible yeah because they're yeah. children and children believe things you know whereas the adults shut it out and so like they just don't know that black philip is satanic they just think he's their friend and he teaches them songs about him well, being... look at look at reagan mcneil is like captain howdy's my friend and we oh, talk on the ouija board that's exactly what it is isn't it yeah it's the creepy little kid that has is clued into the or, or like amityville like jody it's yeah yep you're, you're the, the youngest one is always clued into the, the kids are dumb you know so they'll just yeah. be like you're my friend <laughs> yeah. eat your family <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> you know so. yeah and that's what's funny is like they even though they are like um kind of the representatives of black philip in the first half of the film and then they they sing the songs and they're like really taunting but they also play on that salem witch trials thing and like kind of act like they're being attacked by thomason right and then ultimately they just and then they're scared of her when they're all staying in the shed and then they just disappear like where did they go did they get taken to hell they got taken i think they got taken through that big hole in the roof of the barn the next day there's a giant hole in the roof and i think the witch took the kids and i think their fat little bellies are fueling that giant bonfire (gasps) oh they're the oil yeah mm-hmm. oh stacy <laughs> <laughs> i love this <laughs> those little shit kids yeah they did not have a happy ending it's just so well made like i i love the authenticity it's nuts i mean this the set design is so minimal like i mean yet so um the art direction is fantastic yet minimal like it feels it feels like we are in just a shitty little hut in yeah. the middle of nowhere well he was like a real stickler for yeah. the details which bless him you know satan bless him for that because you know <laughs> satan bless <laughs> yeah because filmmakers don't always do that they need to do it cheaper they need to do it faster or whatever and so like as far as i know like he wouldn't let things be built on the set without like the tools that that these people would have had 
Well, and like with the the lighthouse, he's filming with all old. It's not just old film, black and white film, but like old actual equipment from back then too. Yeah, yeah, and like so, there's there's no electronic music in the soundtrack, and they only use natural light outside, and they only use candlelight inside. Like there's no fakery or anything. Yeah, and I, I just, remember it was just natural light. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know it was only candlelight. I was wondering about the night scenes. Yeah, they literally just use candles to film. And so it must have been really difficult. And especially when you consider like the day they arrive at their new plot of land, it's kind of like cloudy, but blue skies. And the rest of the film is gloom. Yeah. It's just gray, overcast, like depressing, terrifying environment. And, and how do you like uh, if you're not changing that in post, how do you budget for that? How do you which I'm right. sure that must have born on the actors too as they're like waiting around for the sky to turn Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah god the acting in this film oh everyone is a revelation every every child actor honestly incredible anya taylor joy i mean it's it's really apparent why she has kind of become kind of all sort of a superstar since this um but like caleb in particular for me is like the next mvp in this film Oh, his death scene? How how do you get a child like I turned to Jason and I was like, how do you get a child actor to do that? Yeah. Like Especially since a lot of that speech is actual it's like lifted from John Winthrop's diaries. Oh really? Yeah, the whole like kiss me with your lips and all that all that creepy erotic imagery is from John Winthrop's diary. Well, and and, they used to talk about Jesus this in this like erotic way, you know. Seriously, I, I polish the cross. <laughs> it's not. I polish your large throbbing cross. Oh Christ! <laughs> this is like Puritan um, slash fiction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it is totally nuts. Um, and, and that's that's what's that's another. Th- and this is like I don't know how to talk about this without sounding like a fucking creep, and I don't want to sound like a creep. But like uh, Caleb's whole storyline is like burgeoning sexu- sexuality as right. as yeah. a young boy, yeah. and like like you see him noticing um, Thomason's boobs, and like he's like zeroing in on her cleavage, and she's like, "Why are you dallying?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like is it? And then and ultimately that's how the witches get him is like they lure him with they get boob witch, and they're like, "Okay, boob witch, you're up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah get go your cloak on, you're up go put on your cloak and she's like stop calling me red riding hood <laughs> so they get boob witch and then he's like and then his death scene is like kind of he there's kind of an orgasmic moment in there mm-hmm. um and it's just like that's like i'm like how how as an as a director how do you convey to this child what he's supposed to do they and, I, I i read about that actually Real? What they say? They said that because they wanted it to be orgasmic and like this ecstasy, and you don't know if the ecstasy is actually coming from Jesus Christ and salvation, or is the ecstasy coming from the witch and eternal damnation? You don't know. And so they were like, "How can we get this child to basically have an orgasm during this speech?" And his father, the child, his father, the actor's father, and Ralph, who played the father, talked him through it, and they used like soccer. Or it's like something like it was. Yeah, I think it was soccer. Like, cause I guess he loves soccer or something. And so it was like, think about how oh. happy soccer makes you. Oh yeah, little British kid. He's a little football hooligan. Yeah. So. 
They like he didn't they steered him away from thinking it was a sexual thing. I mean that's that's good for the sake of the child's psyche. Um yeah. but also like works. that's just so that's just so brilliant cuz like when you watch it it's and that's part of discomfort is like and you know kids are sexual too which is I mean it sounds bizarre to say but like we've all been adolescents it's true. Right. Um it's so I, I it's just so shocking to me that depiction in this film and that Caleb his acting with that mm-hmm. is just it's like because then what like we have thomason's desire for liberation and just to be seen as a person and to make choices of her own is like sort of what she's up against and for him it's like becoming sexual when he's a puritan right uh, and later then the mother turns that all on thomason yeah 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 and says like i noticed how basically how you were tempting your little brother and it's like uh-huh she was just existing <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) and that's it's funny to me even like the mom's reaction um when the dad is uh taking his shirt off and she like kind of yells at him for a second and he just it kind of goes over his head yeah but it's like there is no and that's another really important thing about this film and and i think about the nudity of the women at the end and about the father taking his shirt off and caleb's death is like sexuality was one and the same with the devil back Mm -hmm. then yeah and I mean, arguably, even in my Catholic upbringing, like it is. Yeah. It is. And these were the Puritans who were too Puritan for the Puritans. Yeah. 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 They got kicked out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They got kicked out from the <laughs> Puritan hat society at the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stupid. How could you take them seriously with those fucking hats, man? I know. <laughs> Just... I know. All oh. those get ups. All those get ups. Man, the, um, the scene where the, the two children come back, where Samuel and Caleb come back, the raven scene. That, oh, it's just pecking at her tit. Gasped out loud in the, in the theater. Like, I was like, oh! <laughs> like, I, it was so unexpected <laughs> and You had horrifying. a Caleb moment? I did have a Caleb moment. It was so unexpected and horrifying. I Yeah, I screamed. And I remember, I remember in the theater, I do remember it was that moment, the raven suckling the tit moment and then the um the witch in the barn were the two mm-hmm. moments that like had everyone freaking the fuck out except except for the people that sat directly in front of us there was an older couple and pepper and i as the lights came up pepper and i just turned to each other and we had the biggest smiles on our faces we, we both just said happiest ending ever and then the, t- <laughs> the two older people in front of us turned to each other and go well that was a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was surprisingly, it was a pleasant theater experience. Like, I don't know if people liked it or not, but it was quiet. I think because it was basically in a foreign language. Yeah, it's it's fairly mm-hmm. quiet. It's uh, There's a minimal soundtrack, and yeah. and people are like, oh, I really have to concentrate to understand what thy and thou means. Yeah, yeah. It's basically <laughs> in a foreign language, and there's no subtitles, so. And honestly, like... Uh, subtitles would have been helpful in the theater um watching the film with subtitles this time i was like oh this is easy to understand but also i had a reference point to look at (laughs) Mm, yeah um (sighs) yeah oh that fucking raven scene is just so because the mom the mom is like maybe the trickiest character in this film right like I remember the dad just being absolutely repulsive and horrible the whole way through and actually he's really not that awful until 
closer to the end. Oh yeah, until he like loses his mind. Yeah, until he's, he's pretty con- fine. Yeah, he stands up for his kids. Uh, he ultimately doesn't let Thomason um, take the flack for the mother thinking that she stole the cup. He fesses up to it. Yeah. Um, but the mom is, yeah, she's. I'm I'm curious about the mother and her depiction, and and uh, she's she's tricky. <laughs> she is tricky because on the one hand she really loves her children, on the other hand she has this really problematic relationship with her eldest daughter. Yeah, and I think I think there's a I think I mean I think it's smart. Um, I think there's something about uh, internalized misogyny in there. Yeah. Um, and her daughter becoming a woman, and she's aware of it. Which then there's sort of a competition. Uh, right, and that's but, the person that she. T- I mean, think about how much stress they were all under mm-hmm. with this new life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think Thomason is the one who bore the brunt of it from the mother. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jonas and Mercy, even though those should be the ones that's like, no, take them out back and shoot them first. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Thomas, Jonas and Mercy and Caleb were all gold in her eyes, and Thomason was like, you know, the slut. (laughs) Right, The thieving slut, as Tiffany would say. Like... Yeah. Well, and she did lose the baby. So, I mean, I think that that certainly didn't help. What a nice surprise that is. The boo, boo. Yeah. <laughs> and then the baby's just gone. Yep. And there's a little bit of movement in the trees, but you can't see anything. <laughs> you don't then, hear anything. There's no stupid music sting when she opens her eyes. No. You know? Oh, and that music. Mark Corvin's soundtrack for this film. Yeah. Of just banging staffs and screaming women. And in yeah. Enochian, no less, like, like, mm-hmm. no less, like it is, uh, it is it's perfect. So, so good. I have the soundtrack uh, digitally and on vinyl. And if <laughs> I, I just will put them on just for a lovely satanic um, background noise <laughs> in my daily life. Of just sl- slow, <laughs> low rising action of women going. Uh, when you're mashing up baby paste. Yeah, ma- I'm saying, hello, I'm Black Alice, and on today's <laughs> cooking with Black Alice, you need 12 foreskins. <laughs> mash, 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 mash. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love that she cackles. Like She, she does. Is, like, for all the, I love that for all of the authenticity of this, and how realistic it is and it's subdued it is she is a stereotypical fucking witch she rides basically a broomstick she absolutely does over the full moon like she's silhouetted like fucking et or any witch on a t-shirt from salem massachusetts and when she's you know doing whatever she's doing to that goat drinking from it i don't know (laughs) It's her business. There was a lot of goat sexuality in this There was a lot. We'll get to goat sexuality later. (laughs) Yeah, we will. Uh, But she literally turns and cackles. Yeah. Yeah. The witch that she is. And I just appreciate it. She's got the stringy hair. She's got the, she doesn't have the green skin. Um, Right. They didn't have that pigment worked out yet. Um, She does have the stereotypical gorgeous ass witch's cottage in the middle of the forest 
Like, I, like it's like straight out of Sleepy Hollow. Like yeah, even it's... just that of Caleb being lost in the woods and the look of fucking terror on his face. No, because just there's... from this little hovel with smoke coming out of the chimney. Because no, but they're the only ones out there. No one's why supposed would, to be out there. Why would someone live all the way out there? And how would they survive? Mm-hmm. They don't have animals. They don't have a farm. Yep. It's Ugh. so good. It's, it's like, it's... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's like watching... <laughs> it's just like watching my dreams. My, my, my dreams and aspirations just come true. I... Yeah, literally have nothing but love for the witch. It it's is... watching my dream diary and my nightmare diary. Yes, all in one. Because this yes. this movie really gets to me. And can we hear it for the Satan Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Satan Bunny. <laughs> I love that the animals like they're just animals. It's a bunny. Black Philip is a goat, but they just. They look so sinister. And they're always, like, vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> like, that fucking bunny. And even Black Phillip, like, has the weird gyrating thing going on. Yeah. They're just, like, always moving and staring right at you. It's, <laughs> it's just it's perfect. Vibrating. Like, you even you even cast the perfect bunny. You know? Oh, honest. I love... Can you imagine the casting director? I was like, hey, Marjorie, it's me, Jan. Listen, I need a <laughs> satanic-looking bunny. I don't know. Yellow eyes, uh, kind of skeezy look. Shakes a lot. You got anything? <laughs> oh, I know just the one. Let I'll me connect you. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, this is Eustace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. I just wish that, like, it could just be made over and over again, and it would just be a new experience for me every time. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like sitting in the theater, feeling the the tides wash over me, the revelation, um, that catharsis, and then that just, like, pure elation from an ending I did not expect. Yeah. Uh, That and Suspiria, those are really the two movies that just, like, yeah, and then and then they gave me a cigarette after, and they said, "Was it good for you?" <laughs> and then you threw up an apple and you died. Yeah, and then my family said, "Oh, <laughs> killed each other." Yeah. Oh God, it's perfect. It is perfect. This movie. Where was the fucking Oscars for this movie? Does this mm. is this nominated for anything? I don't think so. I mean, like at very least, like art direction or. You'd think so many horror movies should Writing. be nominated for production design, art direction. direction, but they never are. The direction is fucking masterful. Just Caleb's death alone, like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, oh, it's so. It is truly perfect. Truly perfect masterpiece. So there you go. Those are my feelings on the Vlaviach. The Vivitch. The Vivitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we fast forward from 2015 all the way to 2019 for the German film. You're gonna burn, 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 burn the witch. Ooh, Hagazusa. <laughs> Why wasn't that the 
theme song. Okay, I would have had a very different experience if that was the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Hagazusa, German, uh, you know, it's pitched as like a predecessor to the witch. Like it takes place earlier in Germany, uh-huh. like f- 15th century, I believe. Uh, and people are like, if you like the witch, you're like Hagazusa. Anthony's all like, no, not me. I really liked it. <laughs> Maybe because I knew what to expect going in because I had heard Anthony's complaints about it. And so I knew it wasn't going to be the uplifting experience of the witch. Um, so I really enjoyed it. There, I can see where people wouldn't dig it. It has a pace that is so glacial. <laughs> It it's makes like, it makes the witch look like a Michael Bay movie. Like it's it's uh the, the Terry Shiva one woman show we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a one woman show. It's extremely moody. There's minimal dialogue. There's like five lines in the whole thing. Um but I, I don't know. I I really liked it a lot. I uh so I hated this movie the very first time I saw it. I went to the the After Dark Film Festival here in Portland. It's the Portland International Film Festival has a, a late night companion where they show genre films. And I said to myself and to everyone around me in the theater for an hour after the film, how much I hate it. Because <laughs> um, I was like, this is not a witch movie. Witches are, are about liberation and freedom and agency. And I just kept, and then someone in the theater was like, can you stop saying agency? And then, <laughs> I was just like, I was just going off on how much I hated it. I alienated everyone that went to the movie with us because I literally monologued about the movie for an hour afterward. Um, I despised it. Was I triggered by the fact that we were watching this in a theater that is full of extremely reflective wood paneling so that light is everywhere? Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm not just saying this because I work at the best theater in town. I'm saying this because this theater, you can't even have beer or candy or popcorn at the genre films. And I know, Stacy, we don't want popcorn or snacks of any kind. <laughs> but at the very least, if I'm going to a genre film at a film festival, I need to be able to take myself a beer in there with me. Mm. Um, so maybe that's why I was upset. I don't know. So flash forward, we just did a screening uh, last night at the Hollywood. Um, my friends did it in honor of Walpurgis Nacht. And, <laughs> and so I was sitting there and I was like, maybe this time I'm going to love it with my beer and with my, my, uh, my CBD soda. Um, <laughs> and survey says, I still don't like this movie. It's just, <laughs> I just don't think it's for me. Yeah. Well, it's but, not uplifting. I would argue that she does have agency, and the point of the film is that she pays the price for that agency. That's yeah. I think yeah. I get I get that. I was even thinking about the title, "The Heathen's Curse," or the subtitle. Um, and I can see, you know, this is like a cyclical story. There's she does make those choices, and ultimately she she lives according to her choices, and she is punished for them. And also, there's a thing about sort of the death of one way of life, especially as it's sort of subsumed or, or taken over by larger culture, by Christianity and the, and the loss of that kind of ancestral way of life before, before the church people come in and ruin everything. Yeah. But for me, it's just still just not for me. Cause I'm, yeah. I, it just, I still am just for me. I'm still just watching a filmmaker torture a female character for like, 
what felt like 17 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when you, you said that to me before I saw it, that it's like, she's just punished through the whole thing. And she is, but it's not like I was expecting actual physical abuse and all of these things she's oh, like punished. torture porn or something yeah and it's not that at all like there is the creepy get weird raped. rape scene but it's yeah you know it's like off camera like yeah at least she, the rape was off camera I guess. it's out of frame uh she gets her revenge for it in a big way um it's not an uplifting sort of thing and i think it does even make the argument that is she even a witch Oh, no. And that's the thing is I'm like, and that is my takeaway this time is I was like, oh, this actually isn't a witch movie. No, she takes it. She's like isolated. She's still grieving and hasn't for her mother and has like went through a horrific end with her mother when she was a child. Um, For people who haven't even seen this movie, because it's pretty brand new. Yeah, it's it's just getting a release. Yeah, it just came out on Blu-ray and everything. It's you can rent it on Amazon for streaming. But it's basically a mother and child live a secluded life in the woods. Um, They're outcasts, basically. Uh, They have a few people that they talk to, but they're mostly outcasts, shunned by the church, etc., etc. The mother takes sick and dies a horrible death. (laughs) Like, a really horrible, horrible, disturbing death. And the young girl, Albrin, is left on her own. She grows up in the same house. She has a child of her own. We don't know who the father is or what the deal is with the child. So she has a baby and she is the same thing. She's an outcast, et cetera, et cetera. She, a woman from the vi- the nearby village befriends her. Svinda. <laughs> Svinda befriends Come her. Come on, Svinda. And then uh, it turns out that the lie detector determined that that was a lie. Spinda is the classic mean girl who's yeah. like, I'm going to be your friend. I hey, brought you, you an apple. apple? <laughs> hey, this is my friend Jeffrey. He's going to rape you. Like, that's yeah. Spinda. Yeah. And I'll hold you while he does it. It's a really disturbing scene. It's very upsetting. Um, and That so... said, Spinda is the one thing I like about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin gets her revenge by tainting, poisoning the water supply for the village. By not just taking a plague rat and dropping it into the stream, but then by peeing on top of the plague rat. Yeah. And then as, like a... as your heart cover plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, people from the village die. Albrin's left on her own. She eats them. She communes with nature, has a mushroom, has a really bad fucking mushroom trip. Yeah. Uh, eats her baby. Drowns her baby, then eats Drowns the baby. her baby, then makes baby soup. Eats the baby. <laughs> and then she explodes. And then she catches <laughs> on fire and dies. So, I mean, you can... I'm, I just don't know why you didn't like it. It can... <laughs> I'm serious. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a little up its own ass. Like I said, the, the pace is super glacial. It's beautiful to look at. The scenery it is, is incredible. It is gorgeously shot. The soundtrack is gorgeous. I love um, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is only like three notes, but it's terrifying to me. Uh, I think it really has a pervasive sense of dread and the isolation really comes across and the grief. Yeah, that's um, all true. Yeah. I just, I know that you just want your witch movies to be one way. 
Well, but that's the thing is, I'm like, this isn't even a witch movie. The only thing that makes it a witch movie is that they call her a witch. Like, right. Well, I think it's left up to you to decide if she's a witch yeah. or if she just descends into madness. But, like, um, there's no magic. There's no ritual. Like, there's uh, there's no devil. <laughs> there's... It's it's just like they just call her a man, witch. expand your mind past Christianity. You don't need Satan to be a witch. Those are the only kinds I like. <laughs> okay, well, there's the crux of the matter. <laughs> you and your narrow witchy worldview. I mean, she 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 went. Who's to say why those townspeople died? Yes, she peed in the water supply and put a dead rat in it. But then she also went home and did the same incantations that her mother was doing. And then oh, the people, did? yeah, and then the people died. Oh, maybe that's when my friend spilled my entire beer on me, which is maybe <laughs> why, I, why I also literally kicked over the CBD can and then spilled my beer on me. Um, so I was wet and cold for the last half of the movie. <laughs> which maybe the heathens' curse is just this movie and me are cursed. That could <laughs> maybe be. That's that could my be. Problem. Yeah, I think it's this more than any of the other witch movies. And that's probably what you didn't like about it. And it's one thing that we said we did like about the Vavavitch is that there was no question. Yeah. And I think Hagazusa leaves it up to you to decide. Is she a witch? Because she goes in on it. It's like, is it that people are saying this about her? Like, it seems like she resists it for a long time. Maybe because of, I mean, her mother's death, like I said, was truly horrifying. Um. And so that affected her. And so it's like, does she deny all this? But then finally, people say it about her enough that she's like, fuck it. I'm going to lean into it, man. I'm going to I'm gonna commune with nature. I'm going to eat my baby. I'm going to make a spell so that I explode. <laughs> yeah, she did. And then she did all those spells. And it's like, it's a downer ending. Yeah. For sure. And it's, a, it's up to you. It could have been guess... madness. Isolation is not good. Yeah, I think, well, no, I think you're right. I do think the film is effective in terms of uh, capturing that mood and that, like, that sense of desperation and isolation and and, 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 and dread. Um, I guess my thing is, let's just, like, why? Like, why, why is, why am I watching <laughs> Well, I mean, question. women have always paid that price for That's true. being, That's, you know, like, yeah, she's a woman and so was her mother. There are women making it on their own. Yeah. And yeah. society at that time just couldn't have it. And society kind of still can't have it. I think at the same time, I also look at it as like a, a kind of being about like the cyclical nature of child abuse. Um, because there was like when her mom was dying, her mom had like some really weird moments with her. Yeah. And then and I was like, what is happening? Is there like some molesty thing happening here? And then I don't know. And then that, that followed up with like her getting raped and then her eating the baby and all that. I just, I was like, is this about childhood trauma? Like, it could be. I mean, I was like, I I think it's, it is effective in its depiction of what it, what it, whatever it's depicting. But I'm also just like, but I, I guess it's just not for me. Cause I'm like, I I don't want, I don't want to wallow in this fantasy. Like I want to wallow in like, let's burn down men fantasy. (laughs) Like, yeah. Although that's, that said, I shouldn't love spinda as much as i do because she instrumentalizes a rape um but i just love spinda's face (laughs) she's purely i mean the woman alexandra swen i don't know how to pronounce her last name who plays albrin is incredible she there's like no dialogue like the she's in every scene 
from yeah. the time she's an adult and she has to do so much with her face yeah she what she like says thank you to spinda and that's it yeah like there's a lot of Otherwise. face acting and she carries it like i think i don't know i was just riveted i thought like i'm okay with like i mean why watch any movie i don't they don't all need to be happy feet for me to enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> I want happy feet. When I when people said you have to see Hagazusa, it's just like Happy Feet, except the black metal version of Happy Feet. I was like, hell yeah, I can't wait to hear that heart cover. And then it, <laughs> I will say I did actually I did really like the first half this time around. Or I didn't really like it, but I was like I was I was enjoying watching it the first half. And then I think for me it was just once the mushroom trip happened, like that's when the pace became more deliberate than ever yeah uh and then by the time i I think when i really check out is when she goes into the swamp which i don't get me wrong i love me a swamp hag but like when she (laughs) when she goes in the swamp and then we just have like shots of water and then like blood and blood and i was just like God damn it. It's like in Mandy, the filmmaker got high and I'm the one that's supposed to be high, not the filmmaker. Yeah. If you're not in the mood for that or on the wavelength, like it is up its own ass a little bit in the way that Mandy was up its own ass. And if you're not, if that's not what you're looking for, it's probably going to be torturous. Yeah. I would be interested to hear the filmmaker's thoughts on why and what, what, what this is, what this is intended to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's happy at the end. Is she? Yeah, she's smiling. Really? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is it is well done, well made for sure. Um, yeah, it just doesn't. It does. It's a movie I could easily and will never watch again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might. There's. A, I think there's a lot to unpack. Give me some folk horror. I'm in. Yeah, I do. Give love... me the woods. Give me, give me the woods, baby. Give me folk horror in the woods. Give me pretty scary shots of the woods. Give me a scary soundtrack to go with those woods. And I'm pre. You're gonna have to like. It'll be up to the filmmaker to fuck that up. You know yeah. Great. I, mean? <laughs> I mean, granted, yes, I'm with you. I love me some folk horror. I'm all about. I mean, so much so that I recently purchased the book folk horror and i'm so excited to read it because it's all about <laughs> all about witches and the wicker man and all these topics um uh but yeah it's like i think this one's just n- not for me but i'm yeah it's also yeah. one of the only witch movies that is entirely from the witch's point of view oh yeah yeah there's That's, like nobody else the witch is always the Spinda. it's like the invading force yeah hmm. i still i still just don't think it's a witch movie i do remember my my rage was like when i when i went into it i def my initial rage for the first time i saw it was definitely probably brought about by the fact that i was expecting a witch movie and people kept saying it was like the witch but better and like it was so metal and I was it's like, not oh, better than the witch there's it's i mean no i this is my thing is i'm like I don't understand why people would even put the witch in this in the same sentence because they're not like maybe like pacing, but like the witch actually goes by fast for me. Um, oh yeah, the witch. Uh, yeah, I I just see no like unless if you're like period piece, uh, sense of dread, 
<laughs> maybe those are the commonalities, but I'm like, anybody that's comparing this to The Witch, I'm like, you don't know how to talk about this movie, I think. Because I, um, no, I see no shared ground. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess like The Woods... <laughs> like the setting. I mean, I think the isolationism. I think women punished for their sexuality. Yeah. Uh, I think women punished for independence. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's just, you just wanted her to start cackling at some point. I wanted to cackle. I wanted to say, <laughs> hey, Svenda, look over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess I was just sitting in the theater and my experience was why why did she get raped? Why is her mom Because she a was a heathen. Creep? Because your hero, what? Svinda, is a fucking monster. <laughs> She's the mean girl I love. <laughs> and pretended to be her for like it's the ultimate sort of betrayal. Like Yeah, I mean, no, it's really sad. And then the the revenge is awesome. Like I do really like that's because, the one you know like. Svinda's whole speech about how you're all the same like anybody who falls outside of that sort of christianity paradigm oh. and know. that's that scene is fantastic too like um when you like like jason and i were talking about that moment when you realize your friend is like a racist monster mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like when someone says something in confidence to you and you're like oh my god you're disgusting mm-hmm. um that scene is brilliant uh but after that, it just felt like deliberately uh, wallowing in just a place I don't want to go. Um, mm. But I can, I, I do, I like your take on it. I, I wish I was able to approach it from that perspective. Um, yeah, it en- just and enjoy it. That's just what it struck me as, and of course, we all want the witch power fantasy. But you know, yeah, I'm not. I can't knock a film for what it isn't i mean i try not to even though i do that all the time it's like mm-hmm. it's not really fair to films to knock them for what they aren't rather than just discussing what they are whether that worked for you or not yeah i do that all the time I'm like why wasn't this ghost movie i but this is you know what i mean rather than just like <laughs> talk about I'll, what it is rather I'll than what i wished it was if you get a prom night three then i get a hagazusa <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only equivalency I can find. <laughs> wow. That, that's insulting to Hagazusa. <laughs> it's insulting to Prom Night 3, you mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it was beautiful. I love the soundtrack, which literally is like three notes. But I Oh, just... but the soundtrack is great. Yeah. It definitely, the beginning stuff with the mother, I thought was really terrifying. Oh, it's so rough. It does, the end does, like, the Mushroom Trip stuff, it is a little too oblique, opaque, um, because it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's my thing, is, like, I did, and I did, even with, like, the creepy mom stuff and all that, I did like the first half and the revenge up to that. It was really the mushroom sequence and on. Yeah, like, Take the mushroom, drown the baby. Now here's 25 minutes underwater of colors, and then <laughs> and then eat the baby and then explode. That was it. It just it felt more to me like the filmmaker didn't know what where to go with that part. Um, mm. And I think I think also like if it was if it's a this is a weird thing because I, I I don't know I don't want to essentialize, but I'm like I feel like if a if 
I would maybe respect it more if it was a woman filmmaker coming in and doing a story about like horrible things happening to a woman versus a male filmmaker. Um, Did have a female DP, which is even, oh, that's awesome. Which is even more rare than a female director. Yeah, that is. That is super rare. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is I his mean, first it was film. beautifully shot. Yeah. This is, I mean, arguably the visuals are the best thing about it. Yeah. Um, it's his first film. Um, it's a thesis film. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's like well done. Yeah. So it's not going to be perfect out of the gate. You know what I mean? But yeah. I would definitely watch what he does next. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There was uh, some goat sex. There was. That was so <laughs> disturbing. Oh god. That was really disturbing. I mean, on a, a movie full, like every scene is something cringeworthy is happening. But the goat sex was really. Yeah, she's milking a goat and masturbating at the same time yeah and then she gets the milky goat hands and her hands are all white and glistening and then she's putting it in her hand mouth hand Ugh. hand hand to mouth and <laughs> and you say she's not a witch no she just fucks a goat <laughs> she doesn't Listen, fuck it. if everyone that fucked goats she was a witch fuck it then oregon would be full of witches well that's true <laughs> The she country just, fair? She, Go this, fuckers, all of you. She just is turned on by it. She doesn't fuck it. This is not the Antichrist. That's true. This is goat ribbing. <laughs> Goatalingus. <laughs> oh, where's yeah. Dr. Ruth when we need her? No kidding yeah it was really disturbing really just a lot of the baby eating scene was fucking disturbing as fuck oh so and that i mean talking about the acting like i was repulsed um cannibalism doesn't really bother me in movies i'm kind of into it um it was uh, so (sighs) that nasty like skeletonized like chicken carcassy meaty well yeah and it's it's all cartilagey because it's a baby and yeah. how she's like, it's like shaking and she's like, like chewing on And barfing. And she, and yeah. Like, oh, like and the barf was it. all like, it was like oatmeal. Oh. Yeah, she was like gagging on it. And well, it takes you a second to realize what she's doing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Is she really? Oh, she. Oh, oh, God. Like it's that was on par with like the Raven scene from the witch for me in the just sh- shock of it. Yeah. And how yeah. horrible it was yeah it and that's the thing it was disgusting and it definitely was very effective in that i but at the same time i was like why <laughs> why is she eating the baby uh <laughs> the raven scene like in the raven scene in the witch i get the sense of like oh the how desperate the mother is and her um uh she her her delusion of like having her child back and breastfeeding it but really she's having her tit pecked at by a raven right um and in this, I wanted to read in something of like, maybe, you know, she's trying to take the baby back into her, or trying to rebirth the baby. Um, right. But then following that following with her just puking and then blowing up, I was like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, so I'm, I'm, I, I still think, you know, it is well made. I'm just, I'm just thinking it's not, it's just not for me. Yeah. Well, not every movie is, you know. No, no. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I guess. One, one person's. Hagazusa is another person's uh... Hagazusa. 
goat fucker. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. It's all right. I thought you were going to wise up in between viewings and get no, it. Stacy, I love it. <laughs> I go. don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And That's I could okay. still I mean maybe I just need to think about it even more still, but well, it's I just just not for you. Like not yeah, every, I you just, know. I think some movies click with you or they don't, you know. Yeah. And for me it's it's honestly it's just that it's that I every time I think to when it went wrong, it wasn't wasn't the rape scene that also really upset me. It was it was mostly that deliberate whatever's happening underwater in the swamp. And I'm like, oh my god, the filmmaker yeah, got it stoned. Did, it did <laughs> it felt like it didn't have or he knew how he wanted to wrap it up, but didn't know how to get there or something, because up until then it is pretty ABC. Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? And then it gets into the question of like, is this just a dr- bad mushroom trip? And she's flipping out. Is she just yeah. insane? And it kind of tries to throw everything at the screen and see what sticks. And I don't think it quite sticks the landing, but yeah, you know, the rest of it was so good. So. But effect- effectively made. And like you said, I mean, for a student film, that's wild. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very well made. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm fine with period pieces about, you know, witches, uh, women in the woods, whatever, that are oh. well that are well acted. <laughs> like, just give me give me more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, there you go. If if it ends with a book club and in some wonderful nudity and cackling and flying, I, I will I will choose that party over eating the baby and exploding. But. <laughs> <laughs> But I am grateful that uh, we are getting more women-centric uh, horror dread pieces happening. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. How did that song go again? <laughs> you go to burn, 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 burn the witch. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I need I need evil dark side YouTube DJ Stacy yeah. <laughs> to to make one of those fan YouTube videos where you make your own version set to edited footage from Hagazusa. <laughs> and um, that I'm like that. A, I'm like the weird owl of podcasting. <laughs> That's what I've always said about you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <sighs> Witches. Oh, I love a witch. Love a God witch. bless. God bless Witch Wednesday. Yeah. Every Wednesday should be Witch Wednesday. I know. Get on making the movies, people, so we can talk about them. Because what's left for us? We've done, what, 17 episodes about Suspiria. We yeah. did. We did. Now we've done The Witch and Hagazusa. Uh, we, did we did Superstition. So we just did Superstition. So Lords what, of we've Salem. Got, we've done Lords of Salem. We've got like, Blair Witch left. And, and... Oh, Jane Doe. and uh, Yeah, I mean, what are we going to say about Blair Witch? You know what I mean? That hasn't been said. <laughs> we could talk about the pioneering act of internet marketing, Stacey. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe if we did an episode about Curse of the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch supplemental sci-fi channel documentary that was made to make people think it was real. You know, I actually just picked up Blair Witch on Blu-ray. I, I had the the dvd and i picked it up on blu-ray because it's got all that stuff on it yeah that, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like oh i want to i want to fall into a big puddle of blair witch 
I that's all I ever want. And yet also the most terrifying thing I can imagine because no movie scares me like that. Um, that Curse of the Blair Witch documentary like scared the shit out of me like almost more so than the movie because i could just watch i taped it and i could just watch it at home whenever at night and oh my god it was so upsetting god i love blair witch i love blair witch did you ever see the new blair witch i did i did not like it no it was so they're like hey man what if it's the same movie but with drones and it sucks (laughs) (laughs) what if we show the witch that's what What if we show the witch and what if they're stuck in a time loop because Anthony, we all know how much you love time loops. And I was like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this happening? Yeah, I didn't like it. I liked when the, they they break the sticks and then that they're like voodoo dolls and that breaks the people. I like that. But yeah, I just Otherwise... the original is fine with me. And it's a litmus test movie for me. Although I think I've talked about this on the show before is that some people say that how much you like it in part is your relationship with the woods that like yeah i could see are the woods like i've got a friend who grew up in las vegas and she's like blair witch just didn't scare me like it just didn't i don't find the woods scary they're nice and i'm like you're crazy i i i think that person is a liar yeah And I think we need to drop them in the middle of the forest overnight <laughs> when there's no moon out. Because yeah. Blair Witch is upsetting as all hell. Also, like, I don't know. How can you? I don't know. It's like only one of the most revolutionary movies ever made. In terms oh, of how yeah. movies are made, marketed. Literally. Uh, no movie has a mythos around it like that one. Yes, maybe we should do a Blair Witch episode because now, honestly, like, I know this episode is already three days long, but now I kind of want to talk about Blair Witch. <laughs> I love that you're like one second ago. You're like, what would we talk about on the Blair Witch episode? Yeah, <laughs> and now, and now I'm like, and now I'm episode. literally like, I could talk about Blair Witch all day. But then, Stacy, do I have to suppress the dark sided part of my heart that's like, Stacy? We also have to watch Book of Shadows too, Blair Witch. <laughs> I would watch that. I've only seen that once, and it was like right after it came out. So I don't even. All I don't even really remember that much about it, except that goth girl goth girl and erica learson as wiccan girl and yeah. and what's her name as former child actor girl and uh yeah i'm wondering if blood orgy that, i'm <laughs> goat fucking goat fucking <laughs> i'm wondering if it's just not a great movie or was it just not a pr- because I d- literally don't remember enough to make any kind of judgment. So I wonder now, is it just not a great movie or is it that it wasn't what people thought it was, but it's going to be more appreciated now? Uh, I think, you know, I feel like it, 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 it's one that's like almost halfway to that, but I don't think it's going to successfully reach that point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I remember... Because I did spend a little bit more time with it late, clo- like a bit later on. Um, and th- yeah, there's things that just don't work. But there are also ideas in there that are like just really fun. Um, it's definitely not the sequel anyone wanted. 
that I think that's the thing. And I'm just wondering, is that the biggest problem with it? Is this going to be a reassessed at some point? There's going to be some fucking think piece like Jennifer's body where people yeah. are suddenly like, you know what was actually pretty good? Yeah. And now here's the interview with the filmmaker who's, who swore it off and now is saying, oh, yeah, nobody understood me at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder. So I have been curious and I have kind of want to, wanted to watch it again. You so, know, I, I think I think maybe there's there's an argument for this uh, happening in the future. Ooh, baby, now this is pod racing. Yeah, it is. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> I will say um, the one thing that life has not yet given me that I think, unfortunately, the failure of the remake, which, like, motherfucker, man, like, or not the remake, but I guess the reboot. I, what, the new sequel? So named, <laughs> so named That's... Blair Witch. Like, one, they had such an opportunity because, like, I love Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, or I did. I love your next and the guest. Um, yeah. And then like when I saw the trailer for the woods, which is what this movie was before they revealed it was a Blair witch remake or reboot. Yeah. I thought it looked terrifying. I was so excited. And then when they said, Oh no, it's actually Blair witch. I shit my pants. I was like, this is going to be great. I hope you were diaped up. I was diaped up. And it, I took that dipe into the theater with me and everything to stay true. <laughs> it's such a, such a, just such a missed opportunity on so many. I feel like it was probably studio interference. Cause they're like, you have to do this, this, and this. Beep, 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 beep. Maybe. But, Maybe. um, but I, I'm sad. And this is the whole point of my long ass story here is, um, I feel like that's just a, now that's like the nail in the coffin of them ever doing the original third movie. Where, where they were going to bring back Eduardo Sanchez and Dan Myrick, and they were going to make a prequel set in the original time about Ellie Kedward being banished. And then when she, when she comes back to the town the next winter, like, that's like the witch sequel. Right? Could you imagine, like, fucking, like, in Curse of the Blair Witch, when they show the, like, all the creepy ass, um, alleged historical illustrations of the Blair Witch and you see the little girl staring at the giant woman hovering in front of her and her feet are barely touching the ground. Like, I want that movie. So Wouldn't there still be an audience for that? Like, witches yes! are hotter hotter than ever. Especially if it's set in the olden times. Like, yeah. that's something we would all rush out for. But I feel like studios, because they don't take chances... Um, unless they're hiring like Ugh. a filmmaker who has never made a movie to make a new Star Wars, um, like with the exception of that, they don't take chances and they're not going to try to make a new Blair Witch because they were like, well, the the sequel was a sh- shit and the re- reboot was a failure, and they should just <sighs> listen to me and just put it in. <laughs> that could be so good, or just write a witch movie that's kind of that same idea and just make it a, a new thing. So we can write the movie, a period piece mm-hmm. about Melly Medward <laughs> and Blasey Blonder about Blasey Blonder who <laughs> who torments the town of Flair <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the state of Blairyland. <laughs> Yeah, see? No one will know. Look, <laughs> if the Asylum can do the shit they do, if they can come out with a movie called Transmorphers, <laughs> then why can't we do the, you know, the Blair Blitch? They don't even try. They don't even try. They're just like, hey, just throw a word that sounds like Atlantic Rim. <laughs> yeah, Atlantic Rim. They do Atlantic Rim. Transmorphers. <laughs> the Da Vinci Treasure. <laughs> Like, where's my flare witch? 
<laughs> I want to see the Flair Witch. She's just, <laughs> she's just covered in enamel pins. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah! <laughs> uh, well. Do we our have work, a... Our work is clear. This is, this is clear. Yeah, we have to go start working for Asylum now. Which actually, <laughs> it turns out we are halfway to becoming Asylum filmmakers since we didn't realize that Grammy is... <laughs> A ripoff of the electric grandmother. Yeah, what the? F- who are all these people who have seen something called the electric grandmother? I think- and let us know, like, oh, we thought you were making fun of that when you were talking about Grammy. No, we've never heard of this electric no. grandmother. Nobody has seen electric grandmother. That isn't a thing that never existed. This concept <laughs> came from the brilliant mind of one Blasey Blonder, and it is going to change all time and all media. Yeah, we do not need your historical facts or your precursors. Ooh, electric grandmother. Like, could you? What? A, what? A, everyone knows that she connects to a Bluetooth. She doesn't come out of a sarcophagus. She's part of the cloud. She's in the cloud. <laughs> she doesn't know how she got there or how to turn the lights up or what it is. <laughs> Or why that damn music is playing so loud. Yeah. You know what? I still think we have to still make Grammy, despite... We really do. Despite Ray Bradbury and his legions of fans' vendetta against us and our joy. Ugh, whatever. Talk so, to my lawyer. Yeah, talk to my lawyer. And Asylum, talk to our agents. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, on, on, <laughs> on that note, do we have a listener question today, Stacy? Sure do. Sure do. Reach into the cauldron and what find ye? Ooh, it's very warm, this baby stew. <laughs> but I'll pull out a question. And oh, these questions are from Mike M. Who asks, questions? what films? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. It's a, uh, what films did you initially love, but over time your opinion has changed for the worse? And why? Conversely, what films did you initially have a low opinion of, but have grown to enjoy more, and why? And, uh... I have no answers, because I'm always exactly right about everything right <laughs> this, from the start. this is true well i'm glad to that you uh, i'm not a flip-flopper there's okay? no john Kerry here <laughs> yeah i'm not one of those vietnam flip-flop boats <laughs> whatever was it something with vietnam oh yeah vietnam? Well, yeah the, the swift the boater boat. the swift, swift boats, boats. what the it. fuck is that they always were talking know. about that and i don't know what the, i remember sarah palin always saying that and i was like what the hell are they is everyone talking about you got a swift boat. Is it fast enough that you can? <laughs> Weird Al. That's me. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, do you have some answers for this one? No, I'm always right, too. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Bye. Everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a hard one for me, just like every other question. So, I was just going to default to Rebecca Gayhart. Um, no, uh, I guess, I guess, so the first one is movies we loved and then didn't like. Yeah, or uh, your opinion has dropped. Has dropped. Yeah. I mean, one that just brought on by this show, uh, was definitely Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Wrong Turn. 
Yeah. Um, I really remembered really liking those films and then watching them again. I mean, Texas Chainsaw, I despised and Wrong Turn. I was like, is that all there is to a Wrong Turn? <laughs> yeah, Wrong Turn really surprised me when I had those new feelings. Yeah, and and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm like, well... Sometimes faith just isn't enough. Um, yeah. Uh, but my other, I guess, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's maybe easier for me to think of movies that I hated and then loved because I do that all the time. But right, because I'm like, I don't know. It, but if I if I like something, I'm kind of in for for the ride for a while. So it was harder. But yeah. But I think honestly, my answer would I would have to go back to my teenage years and I would have to say. Um, because I was a Silence of the Lambs kid, I would have to say Hannibal and Red Dragon. Mm. Uh, I loved both of those movies when they came out. I was like, oh my God, they got Anthony Hopkins back. This is so cool. And then, you know, even Hannibal didn't have who? Rosie O'Donnell? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Hannibal didn't have Rosie O'Donnell, but it did have Julianne Moore, and I love Julianne Uh, Moore. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster is that's right you get the them confused all the time right? because they're the same because yeah. Rosie O'Donnell yeah. was in the Nell musical god that statement really it makes my skin crawl I, I do it now just to trigger I you. know and it's still I have a visceral <laughs> reaction to it and I love Jodie Foster and I love her she makes me cry in Silence of the Lambs I just I I can I'm an Aries man I hear your buttons get pushed and I'm like what's this do <laughs> Sorry. Black Philip, Black Philip, But so yeah, and then Red Dragon, I was like, oh, this is even better, man, because they like age erased his wrinkles and they brought back uh, uh what's his Dr. Chilton and it's in the same set and so cool. And then I don't know, I get a little bit older, I watch them again, and I'm like, what the fuck was I smoking? What is this shit? <laughs> yeah. There's even only Hannibal one the Hannibal. book. I read Hannibal oh. the book when it came out because, I mean, it was a huge thing. Yeah, there's a and sequel to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, like, oh my god, finally. Yeah, I read the wowzy, book right wowzy, when it came out, too. Wow. And I was like, what in the world? Honey, what did I just read? <laughs> oh. You said before going out on your vaudeville uh, tap routine. <laughs> I was about about to hit the road. Get some uh, Epsom salts. (laughs) What's the Blasey Blonder review? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just bonkers. And I was like, it took me a while. You know, I think um, Silence of Lambs is fucking spectacular. And then, and then it took me the other, the other movies ultimately uh, ending with young Hannibal or Hannibal Rising to to realize that thomas harris smokes crack and is a shit writer and and a giant homophobe and transphobe and misogynist and um you know the only hannibal for me besides Silence of the lambs is the tv series hannibal when queer people did it and did it better yeah uh so yeah those those are my my loved and then didn't um in terms of the 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 well to use mike's mike 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 michael mike our, what? our list our yeah answer? okay great <laughs> that was me having a stroke i didn't know what was happening mike 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 mike, mike. <laughs> um but in terms of to use uh one of his terms conversely the hated and then loved would i would have to go with one that you turned me on to autopsy of jane doe <sighs> i i thought hagazusa was going to be in my answer for this i was episode. hoping hagazusa would be an answer I, I honestly wanted you to be like 
like you were with Autopsy of Jane Doe and be like, I don't know what I was thinking. But yeah. why didn't you like, I'm I'm surprised that you didn't I like don't that know. one from the start. I truly don't know what was wrong with me. I think I just had some like bad gravy or something before. Like it, <laughs> it was like maybe I was eating something gross or I had a headache or like my cat was annoying me or something. I don't know. Because I love Autopsy of Jane Doe. When I sat back down and I said to myself, self, you're going to, try this movie and you're going to have an open mind, you fucking asshole. And then, (laughs) and then I was just taken every step of the way. I think maybe I didn't like that the cat died and maybe, (laughs) maybe I didn't like that the girlfriend died. Um, I think, I think those would have been the two things that upset me, but like, especially thinking about the movie is like, and the, the idea of the body as a site of trauma and, and all that. Like I, it's awesome. And it's such a good witch movie and it's brilliant. And, it's so scary. So scary. I love it. I so love well it. Acted. I still hate that the cat dies. Well, of course. They could have done without that. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I just can't wait for everything that filmmaker does, including scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, I think it's one of the best horror movies of the last like five years. Or what, you know what I mean? Oh, like it's so one good. of the best and it's so not really talked about. Yeah, and it's up there with my favorite witch movies. I mean, it's it makes sense that it's it should be one of those films because, like, I mean, it was also one of the the most what like uh, it was on the screenplay blacklist of like the most famous unproduced screenplays for the longest time. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's it's such a good movie. Um, so that, and then one that we're probably gonna disagree about. The first time I saw it, I absolutely hated The Devil's Rejects. Uh. And we all know where I fall on Rob Zombie nowadays. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my. How can you? I don't know what's Whatever. wrong with me. I, I, like, I love Leslie Easterbrook as, mo- as Mother Firefly. I love, uh, I love the, the whorehouse and the prostitutes in that scene so much. Um, and I think ultimately I love it because it's just the Empire. It's exactly the Empire Strikes Back. It's exactly the, all the story beats, all the same characters, um, just by Rob Zombie set of the trailer trash 70s. Mm. So that's my shameful answer. I am sharing my shame with you. <laughs> I'm vulnerable. I guess. Oh. All right. Well. But but I will include a Stacy was right <laughs> autopsy of Jane Doe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, I love that movie a lot. Um, yeah. When you talked about Hannibal's and all that, it's like sometimes I think what I want a movie to be or some aspect of it really gets me going that's enough to blind me to how bad a thing actually is yeah that's it that's like it's like me with um like queen of the damned or the rage carry too like there's things i really like that even though the rest of the movies don't work yeah maybe yeah and that's how i was i gave a really good review to um <laughs> so embarrassing i'm so excited i murders uh, the, the ring too <laughs> really 
Yeah. Like, not a really, like, this is perfect. I was like, I know it's got its problems, but it's not as bad as people say. Like, it is as bad as people say it is. Um, It's a terrible film. I still haven't seen it. All I know is that she gets, um, there's a the giant CGI deer. deer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we, we don't have reindeer in Astoria where that movie is set. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's not good at all. But um, I think I just wanted more of the ring and i love naomi watts so much that i think i was like no everybody it's great it's oh, yeah, really she, great <laughs> she comes back for it right yeah yeah so, does her I little think, kid yes oh god does he call her mom I know, or rachel I, I know i know how you feel about him fucking hippie <laughs> so i think that's that's probably my big one is that i'm just like what was i thinking and i so, i see i see what i was thinking but i'm just like girl you gotta you, have limits did you return to it and then no. realize the error of your ways or you just thought more about it over time and you're like i okay. thought more about it over time and i watched parts of it and i was just like come on like yeah you love naomi watts but come on you know mm-hmm so and that and then sometimes it's just the movie needs to be sometimes the movies themselves just don't have the same effect as time goes on and so you watch it and you're like eh. and that's we've talked about it before but that's kind of the way it is with paranormal activity for me the first yeah yeah, yeah yeah but that that movie really 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 worked for me really scared me the first time i saw it and it's just one you can't really go back to very much yeah, like, I mean, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, but, like, I remember the midnight showing I saw at the little theater by my house when I, I was, it was just me living alone. And I, I every time I heard that creepy-ass atmospheric rumble at night, I was just, like, ready to die. Yeah, yeah. And then, and and then I'm watching it again. <laughs> yeah, I found the Blu-ray for, like, two bucks. And so I was like, oh, I haven't seen this for a while. Okay. And it's just, no. Yeah. The second the Ouija board bursts into flames, I'm just like, how did I ever think this was scary? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's one. But uh, what do I, what did I not like? And then I liked more uh, some movies we've talked about. Stuff like Friday the 13th Part 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. A new beginning that I totally hated and have come to absolutely adore. And even the one we talked about on our telekinetic trio of Queens episode, Jennifer, didn't completely oh. bowl me over the first time I saw it. But I've Why did you not? Do you know why? I just thought it was fine. Like, I just thought it was, you know, I thought it was a Carrie ripoff. I just kind of didn't look any deeper at it, I guess. Hmm. And I didn't, I just thought it was okay did you have to be like i wonder to what extent like we need to be pushed into the right mindset to be more receptive to some things Mm. like i noticed oh god what movie was it i can't remember what it was but there was one movie that i was not here for until after the election and then i was like i get it now Mm. yeah i can't remember what but it was like like i don't know like you kind of have to be put through the dregs of reality a little bit before you're ready for some things yeah yeah so we just didn't hit it off at first but now we've clicked i'm so glad because jennifer is maybe my favorite of the three (laughs) (laughs) well it's no thelma but it's no thelma but oh 
Thelma doesn't have disco snakes. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And I find that just as a sort of a subgenre, I guess, that I initially used to be really into, and now I don't have that much patience for is like bad movies. Mm, like, yeah. Kind of ironically watching bad movies and making fun of them and all that. Like, I, I'm not super into that anymore. Yeah. Once in a while, sure. I mean, listen to our Eye Murders episode. We'll <laughs> That's. I think that it needs to come with the disclaimer that that absolutely is an, that is an absolute for you, unless we're talking about internet horror. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and pers- I'm sure there would some like if I'm sure if you put Shark Attack Three Megalodon on in front of me. <laughs> I'd fall in love all over again. You know what I mean? Well, that's but like, just I think I think sci-fi channel just wore me out. Like yeah. once Sharknado became a cultural phenomenon, I was like, I'm just oh, I can't do these bad movies anymore. I think for me it's like once like James Franco like decided to become Tommy Wiseau, I was like, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. I can't do it. <laughs> Not to be all hipster and be like, I was watching bad movies before everyone else was watching. You know what I mean? But I just like, I don't know. I just don't. Now I look at them and I'm like, I could or I could watch something good for that hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. I think honest, I think there's something about getting older and uh, a sense of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where my, my thing is like, this was a waste of my time. Why did I do this? Right. And yes. that's the biggest thing for me. Um, right. Like The Wicker Man, the remake. I enjoyed that movie for several years. And yeah. then when we had to rewatch it for this, I was just like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's just getting older, man. Yeah. Getting older, getting, getting bigger and bigger rocking chairs on that porch. Are you like, saying I'm gaining weight? No, I'm just saying the rocking chair is becoming more of a, <laughs> I can see how it sounds that way, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a more, maybe a more <laughs> petrified rocking chair, a more ominous rocking chair. I see. So then it also like sort of like an iPod dock, like it projects your voice as you yell at the kids to get off the lawn. So this is like when I dock into it as Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's going to be the, the tagline, dock into it. <laughs> Ew. I don't like that. I don't either. I regret it. <laughs> But listen, like, if Grammy became R. Emanuel, then that's, uh, you know, that could be one direction. That's true. We could have Grammy goes back to the past and have a whole goat section. Like, there could be. (laughs) Well, you know, the end of that movie with Meryl Streep when she goes, I have doubts. (gasps) I have doubts. I just watched that. (laughs) Did you really? I did. I'd never seen it. How does it um, hold up? Is it a, is it a, just a giant melodrama in reality? I mean, it's a giant melodrama, and I'm like, Meryl, what are you doing? God, you I know, love like, her. what is that accent? Like, yes, I know this is in the fucking Bronx or whatever, but no one else has the accent. And then she comes <laughs> in and she's like, Hey, I, what's going on here in New York? Who wants to play stickball? She's got this like crazy accent. It's she, like what? I like the part where she goes up to the vending machine and kicks it, and then the can falls. <laughs> Hey, hey, what's going on here? I too have doubts. I got doubts. Who's got doubts? We all got doubts. Hey, you touch those kids. You a kid toucher? Like, what is she doing? 
up for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And then the end, I have doubts. I have doubts. It's so melodramatic with her looking up and then the camera, the drone going yeah. off. Yeah, and like the, the dramatic Dutch angles. Yeah. And shit, it's like, well. Hey, if anything, if anything, it gave us uh, Viola Davis. She was amazing. Yeah. Of course. Like, but... nobody knew who she was before that movie. So at the very yeah. least, at the very least. At the very least. Meryl Streep's yeah. white feminism gave us Viola Davis. Well. <laughs> anyway. When is Meryl Streep going to play a witch? She did, didn't she? In Into the Woods? Oh, you're right. Well, I'm irrelevant. <laughs> she rapped in that. What? Don't repeat it. I don't want, no, no. I don't want to hear any more of that. This show is. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.